and welcome to another episode of Lex Education, the comedy science podcast hosted by me, Laura Lex, a comedian who's trying to learn science from her nerdy younger brother, Ron. Hello, I'm Ron. Hi, Ron. How are you? Very good, thank you. How are you doing this uh, most spooky of seasons? It's so spooky. Ooh, there's a spider. <laughs> Um, it's a special episode today. It's uh, Ron's insistence. We are doing a Halloween special episode. Um, you'll hear in the episode, I wasn't aware we were doing it until it began. <laughs> and I think you'll all agree in the outro that we smashed it. Yes. Um, now, it's been a lovely week on the socials. Thank you very much to everybody who's been getting in touch. Uh, we had a new review on the Apple Podcasts. Thank you very much, Dark Sofal, for your review there. Um, uh, they were having a wonderful binge and listened to half the episodes in two days. Um, but thank you for taking a moment out of your binging to review us there. We're at- Excuse me, I burped in your thank you, and it was not a reflection of how thankful I am. Uh, but we are ever so grateful, so thank you. Thanks. Uh, Ron, one of my favourite things on the socials happened this week. Yes. I know you don't deal with the Instagram. No, um, makes no sense to me. Someone called Abby commented on Instagram. You remember when we went to Creeley? Yeah. Back in the summer, and we took a picture of us reunited, and I put it on the Instagram. And then Abby commented today, so this is the man I have started to fall a bit in love with. Well, I Ron, mean, you're getting a fandom. Yeah, well deserved, I think. Yeah, how exciting is that, Ron? Super fun. It's nice People being like a bloke you. on the internet. Yeah, you you are one of the least problematic men on the internet today. Woohoo! Um, so, hey everyone, fall in love with Ron, he's great. And thank you, Abby, for chatting away with us. We love it. Uh, we also love Clive the Tortoise. Thank you for drawing us in there. We've retweeted that at some point if you want to see scientist Laura and Ron hanging out with Clive the Tortoise. And hey, uh, Bunce and the Lab Rat now has their own Twitter account. We don't run it. That's on you guys. Um, fun, fun, fun. You guys are doing that. But we're really enjoying the creation of Lab Rat Bingo. So if you want to play along, basically on a Sunday, um, you, you make your own bingo card of Lex Education tropes and then listen to the episode and see if you can get yourself a full house. So if you want to play with that, look out for Bunce and the Lab Rat on Twitter and the, and the other Lab Rats playing along there. There's, um, it's quite depressing, some of the things that people are listening out for. But hey, that's the podcast we make. Yeah, they take it pretty seriously. You've got to submit it by Sunday night for it to, uh, for it to count for the, for the competition. I like that Sunday night homework vibes. Mm. Um, so yeah, enjoy this spooky episode. Oh no, there's a skeleton. <laughs> hey, skeletons don't have willies. Badgers skeletons do. Do they? Do they that, this is a tangent. We don't need to go down. Did you, did, you, you're in the family WhatsApp group. Did you get that picture of that badger skeleton I sent the other day? Um, let me where see. The, where the I badger just died. In picture on Instagram. Um, <laughs> Where the badger, had, we were both quite sweaty. Yeah. The badger had died by the side of the cycle path, and then for some reason, nothing's eaten it or gone near it, and so the body's just decayed away, and the skeleton's just like sitting on top of the fur of it. Where is boat police? That's the name of our family WhatsApp group, by the way. He's not just looking for the coast guard. Uh, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Let's let's follow oh, this up in the is. outro. 
Oh, I did see that. Yeah. Yes, it was horrid. And then I yeah. found that pigeon where everything had been eaten except the wings. Yep. Also horrible. And then look at this cow ball. <laughs> I went on such a good walk that day. You sent them the first time. <laughs> okay. Enjoy, enjoy the Halloween episode. Oh, no. There's a bear. <laughs> All right. Lesson 20. Laura is a scientist. Pooh. It's the big two zero. It's the big chemistry. A chemistry. No, it's not today, Dad. Laura. What? It's the Halloween Lex Education Special. <laughs> is it now? I yes. forgot how much you like Halloween <laughs> podcasts. That is a weird niche thing for a person to have as one of their special interests, is Halloween episodes. Do you also like Christmas episodes of things? No, not so... Like, a, a bit, but not so much. Um, but I love Just Halloween Halloween podcast specials are your favourite. And Halloween episodes of TV shows. Oh, okay. I don't but really... You don't, we never, ever celebrated Halloween as kids. No, no, and I don't now. <laughs> you just, I just like you. I enjoy goblins and ghouls and <laughs> werewolves and vampires. You are um, a goblin. Um, yeah, it's um, Halloween month. Is the is is the is the best month for podcasts. Um, I love Halloween TV. Specifically, My- Complete Guide, which we've mentioned before, but is our collective favourite podcast. The Complete also, Guide to everything. They always do Halloween month. There's also um, another podcast I listen to called The Common Descent Podcast, which is all about like evolution and stuff. And during Halloween month, otherwise known as October, they um, will uh, do the um, speculative evolution of cryptids, which is very fun. Um, it's my uh, my oh, favourite joke that. from what was that one called Descent to the Earth. What was it called? The Common Descent podcast. The Common Descent. I'll make a yeah. note of that. I want to listen to that now. Yeah, that's super fun. Um, and my favourite joke from Thirty Rock is from the Halloween episode. Um, the the werewolf bar mitzvah never fails to make me laugh. Um, and yeah, I don't particularly. I don't like playing dress up. I don't. I don't believe in socialised candy giving. Um, but Halloween podcasts. Well, I've never done one. I'm happy to be here. Excited. What kind of Halloween... Are we going to be doing, like, how vampires drink blood and stuff? When I was little, I thought they had hollow teeth, so the blood would go up through the fangs. Um, uh, no, we're not doing vampires this year. This year we are doing reanimation. Oh, my God, and... we're still going to be doing this next year, aren't we? Yeah, we're having a great time, and it's going really well. <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, we are doing reanimation and zombies. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've no, I've no idea how this is going to work, but I've got my pencil out. So the first thing that we're going to learn about today is students should know. <laughs> students should, students be should be able to take the head of a rat and the body of a tortoise and make a rat horse. A rattle. Twitch in seven places. Yeah, a rat tortoise. A rat horse. 
That sounds horrific. No, we're going to first learn Imagine about... that, if there was just a tortoise's shell and then just a rat's arms and legs came out. <laughs> just a rat in a shell, like... <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> That's okay. I've been told off on Twitter for calling you a swamp brain this week, and I think once they hear this... <laughs> Although, speaking of swamp brains, guess which state in America listens to our podcast the most? Oh, is it Indiana? No, it's Florida. Oh, hi, Florida. Where there's all the swamps. Hi, Floridians. Ah. Hello, Florida. We love you. So, we're going to first be learning about Frankenstein, okay? Okay. Frankenstein. I've read that. Yeah, what do you think of it? What can you tell me about Frankenstein? Oh, the book was garbage, um, as is all books like that. Um, I have a big problem by with, women. like... <laughs> I think the problem for me with, like, Frankenstein... And to be fair, Frankenstein was better than Dracula. Dracula was the biggest pile of rat or dung I've ever <laughs> read in my life. Because it was like someone had had the best idea ever for a story... And then written all the worst parts of it and left out all the good bits. Like, like someone had never heard of a story before. Isn't like, a large part uh, of Dracula about someone doing paperwork in a castle? Yeah, and, and just diaries of, like, women shouldn't be by the sea. It's bad for their nails. Oh, my God, it was so boring <laughs> and bad, and I hated it. I hated the whole thing. But obviously it's led to this amazing... And the whole idea of the story is wonderful, but they've just written all the worst bits. Anyway, um, so Frankenstein, what do I remember? Um, uh, he sewed up all the veins together and electrocuted him into being alive, I think. And then the Frankenstein got real sad about, what am I? Yeah, basically, a lot like Mackie, he was lots of babies sewn into <laughs> um, a shape. Um, hey, Mackie learned a new thing this morning. Yeah? Um, we've been playing Lazy Fetch, which is where she can't really be asked, but she wants to hang out with me. So she sits up on one of her princess cushions and then she noses the ball to me and then I throw it back to her on the cushion and then she just nudges it back with her nose again. Jesus Christ, you guys are going to die so young. <laughs> Why? We go for a walk every day. We are exercising, but it was just real cute. She just wanted to play but not run around. She nudges it with her nose and then watches it roll to me. It's very cute. Anyway, uh, back to Frankenstein. Um, yes. It's even harder to keep you on topic when we're not actually doing the syllabus. <laughs> Frankenstein, he is a monster. Lots of monsters sewn up in a sad man. Frankenstein's <laughs> the saddest monster in town. Very nice. Um, so there were um, Mary Shelley. Except um, Frank, did Frankenstein's monster actually have a name? Adam, wasn't it? Oh. But presumably he'd have been Adam Frankenstein, so it works. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Mary Shelley um, was very, very young when she wrote Frankenstein, um, but she was pretty smart um and the book was actually inspired by a lot of scientific developments that were going on in the world 
um, ah. at the time of writing. Two specifically um, that um, uh, that were sort of coming out at the time. One of which you'd have assumed had have been around a lot longer. Um, the other one does Needle sound. Needle and thread. No. Um, the wheel. No. <laughs> That's a callback to my other podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. So the first one, right? Um, about two years before Mary Shelley was born, her mother, who was a philosopher, threw herself off a bridge into the Thames, trying to drown herself, um, and then was dragged out of the Thames and resuscitated, which was a really new thing at the time. Because it turns out before, like, about the 1780s, if someone had like being in some water they weren't breathing everyone just went ah, fucked leave them yeah that's a logical assumption yeah but so it was around this time that um uh that they that they kind of invented um yeah i think it was in the 1770s they kind of invented resuscitation and realized that a lot of the people that had like water in their lungs and stuff could be um resuscitated um so there was a lot of that makes dis- a lot more sense now as to how people died all the time in the past just by simple things, you know, that we oh, now yeah. would survive. Yeah, so much where you'd just be like, oh, leave them. Um, but uh, yeah, um, it actually could have um, uh, <laughs> just brought them back. The whole body's still twitching, definitely dead. <laughs> Nothing we can do here. Um, <laughs> it's just a splinter. Uh uh-uh, uh, shut up, corpse. <laughs> Amputated all. Um, hey, yeah. are you going to make spooky Halloween music for this episode? I might just put some sound effects over the existing music. <laughs> Probably just ghost ambulance noises. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so this got a lot of um, sort of discourse at the time about the line between life and death. Because people that would have previously have been considered dead were being brought to life, essentially. Whoa. Yeah. Um, so there were two. Spooky Mama Shelley. What are you? What are you looking at? What are you doing? Are you drawing I'm something? Drawing. Yeah. What are you drawing? Uh, it was trying to be a bow, but that actually looks like the skull of a bird. <laughs> Um, so there were two physicians, right, that wanted to inform the public... Both alike in dignity. ...about how to resuscitate people, because they basically clocked on to presumably the thousands of people that were drowning every year, <laughs> and then just being left for dead. Um, um, oh, did your drink go down the wrong way? Uh-oh, funerals on Sunday. Um, uh, Stop coughing, you're dead. They were called William Hawes and Thomas Cogan. So they, um, they, I believe, I think it was them. They wanted to um, investigate like the best way to um, uh, to resuscitate people. Do you want to hazard a guess as to how they investigated that? Um, got criminals and drowned them halfway, and then tried to bring them back. Close. They drowned a shitload of animals and then cut them open. Ah, that is. Oh God. Yeah. So some of the techniques that they um, came up with at the time, such as Just um, holding ducks under the water. <laughs> 
<laughs> mouth, uh, you know, mouth to mouth breathing air into the, the the victim's airways and and the the abdominal compressions. Those are still things that we use today. There were some things that they tried that we don't use today. Um, Blowing water up the butthole to try and push all the air back out the mouth. I shit you not, tobacco smoke enemas were on the list. Yeah! (laughs) Just lighting a cigar in someone's ass and running away. (laughs) And um, another old favourite of these times, just bloodletting. Water in the lungs. Stab a hole in them to let it out, I guess was the thinking. One of the things I remember, do you, I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember like as a kid going to like a medieval jousting fair? Um, not a specific memory of it, but um, I've, I've been to those things, yeah. No, not uh, jousting, actually. I, I don't think I've ever seen anyone joust. I don't think the jousting was happening the day we were there. <laughs> oh. Natch. But I remember going around stalls at this like place and everybody was dressed up as medieval people. And then there was one place about medieval um, doctor-ness, like leeches and all sorts. And then learning about trepanning as a child, you know, where they you had a headache, so they just drilled a hole in your skull oh. to let the Ugh. pressure out. That makes me and feel it, sick every like, time. It made, me too! And as a kid, just being like, oh my God, my whole day is ruined. My whole week is ruined. <laughs> Maybe my life. Like, I can't go... With this, you just have a hole in your head. Oh, just the worst. And like, this is just a woman dressed up as a medieval person. This child will love this story. Especially oh because. Oh my god, I think about it all the time. Especially because, like, you know that you can't actually feel pain in your brain. I think I probably could. No, Wouldn't no, it no. Feel weird, just air being in there. No, no, no. You, you don't actually have feeling like that in your brain. So they could have gone way too deep with the drill, and you'd just never know. You'd just like forget like how to tie your shoes or something. Oh God! But you you feel pain in your skull. Yeah, in oh in the skull and all of the bits around it, and just your mental oh. psyche would be shod for days. And but then what are you doing after that? Because your skull's not growing back. Are you putting a cork in it. What's happening to fix you that? You just have to keep your finger over the hole until it's sealed <laughs> up again. I think you're practically a dolphin at this point. <laughs> anyway, so give me a tobacco enema any day. Um, so around this time, um, obviously people, um, people getting spooked by resuscitation. Um, this is around the time where like, you know, safety coffins and stuff like that were invented because they, yeah, people the basically, them. yeah, they basically went like, well, we have no idea now who's dead and who's not. <laughs> <laughs> but doesn't that just like oh, fill you, you with hope? Um, well, not necessarily hope, but at least it, it may, I've. I was doing the research for this um, and it really made me look at today's world in a new light because like people just being scared of shit that's good for them. (laughs) How there was a moral panic about resuscitation and everyone going, oh no, people being saved from drowning. (laughs) Oh, the woke brigade wanting to bring drowned people back from the dead, is it? Back in my day, we just died. (laughs) I thought you were going down a different route then. I thought you were going to be like... Oh, all these people that we've thought are dead for so long. They're fine. <laughs> like, in 300 years, people were like... And even though they were only in skeleton form, people just left them under the floor <laughs> in churches. 
insane. They didn't know that if you just electrocuted their clavicles that they had 400 more years left to live. That might happen, to be fair. Who knows what we'll cure in the future and then we'll be like, I can't believe people were dying from getting shot in the heart. Um... But yes, um, yeah, so that's resuscitation, um, which Correct. was one of the things that um, led to the build-up of, uh, or, or helped in the first spy Frankenstein. Can, um, do you, you, you might have heard of this. Do you know what the other thing was? Um, maybe like amputation or giving someone a limb that wasn't from them, you know, like, oh, somebody got their arm cut off in a thresher, so they managed to attach another limb. Um, Not a million miles away, but no. So in the 1780s, there was an Italian scientist called Luigi Galvani, um, who is one of the early contributors to the field of bioelectricity. Okay. Um, so this is the oh, idea. making a frog's leg jump. Yeah, he was the guy that was making frog's legs move around, and he legit did it with lightning. Like he had like things on the roof, and then was getting lightning and putting it through frog's legs. So it like obviously he he didn't make a jumble frog out of frog bits, but he was kind of just doing Frankenstein shit. Um, in yeah, his, uh, all right. Yeah, um, he in Jungle seven- Frog sounds like a board game that I would play. <laughs> Um, in 1791 he released an essay um, about all of this so that's kind of when it like became um, in the public discourse but then he had a nephew called Giovanni Aldini um, two of the most Italian sounding men ever Um, that's very close to a chocolate I used to like from Thornton's called an Alpini mm, when Meg um, worked at Meg's our little sister well Ron's youngest big sister and my little sister she used to work in Thornton's and she'd bring me back trays of Alpinis when they went out of date and I'd eat them yeah I mean the trays of millionaire shortbread that she brought back I'm sure pushed back me losing my virginity by like four years (laughs) just the muffin tops see I just got Alpinis involved (laughs) I added them to the deal do you want some sweet sweet puss and an Alpini come to Laura's house so Luigi had a nephew <laughs> called Giovanni. Um, oh, so we've just been doing electricity and physics, right? You're parallel. Uh, don't, don't worry, I'm not testing you. That was, <laughs> that was the only question I was going to ask. <laughs> but, um, uh, you, um, we were talking in the, in the last episode we did about it um, or a couple of episodes ago um, and I was telling you about volts and I said that volts were invented by Voltaire yeah not the case Voltaire was a French oh. writer um, volts were invented yeah. by Alessandro Volta you could be clever as Voltaire but it won't get you nowhere if you want to sell discs yeah that's what you sang last time did I? Yes. Ah. Um, well done, me. And Alison was friends with Frederick the Great that we were talking about a couple of episodes ago in the quiz. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Stop electrocuting me! I am dead. You have already seen me die. <laughs> oh, look at me flex my dead muscles. 
Oh, why are you torturing me in a storm? Oh, this is lightning. It's frightening. <laughs> but Alessandro Volta um, also, um, or as you might want to call him, Alessandro 240er, um, also... Uh, it's actually in- 230. Yeah, it's actually 230, but um, the, the, the bit that we were doing before was about 240. Um, he is also the inventor of the first electric battery. Oh. Yeah, so by the time Giovanni comes along, he doesn't have to wait for a thunderstorm like what Luigi has to do. Um, he just has batteries to do it. So he starts touring Europe, just electrocuting dead things um, for crowds. Um, oh god see this is the thing when people are like oh culture's gone to the dogs love island you're like sorry no do you know what culture was before love island (laughs) it was paying a shilling to go and watch a frog's leg dance get over yourself people have always been weird and nutty and they've always wanted to watch weird stuff no so it wasn't frog's legs by the time um aldini's doing it at the royal college of surgeons in london in 1803 he applied an electrical current to the corpse of george foster a convict recently (laughs) executed for drowning his wife and child um the body convulsed applying the current to the face caused the jaws to clench and the eyes to open the astonished audience um to the astonished audience the body appeared to have almost come to life again yeah all right oh there's so much to unpack there (laughs) first of all has anybody checked that george's wife and daughter are dead Um, oh God, the past. Just like, yeah, all right, that's not great. But then, I mean, to and then they've killed him and now just gone, oh, do you want his body for this stage show you're doing? So much to unpack. Oh, why didn't everybody have therapists? Yeah, <laughs> that is a good point about his wife and child. <laughs> <laughs> just light another cigar. We got a double homicide. <laughs> um, right. So I thought now would be. Um, so You'd be scared to go to sleep, wouldn't you? Just a bit like old wives' tales. Like, do not fall asleep near a pond because people will <laughs> definitely assume you have drowned. You will be buried before sundown. Um, <laughs> Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about bioelectricity and why this stuff happens now, right? I guess if I'd seen somebody drowning and then they got out of a pond, it wouldn't occur to me to just start punching them in the chest. Like, because especially in those days, people would think you were trying to kill it a second time or whatever. So the first person that just started thumping in the chest and snogging the corpse, like... Yeah, I actually, I'm not surprised it took them. I mean, in fact, I think it's even weirder that we do it now. <laughs> that guy nearly drowned. Give me his mouth. I was, um, I'm going to kiss him. A, a quick disclaimer that um, nothing in this podcast should be taken too seriously. But um, I was doing, when I was doing the research for this, um, it was saying that, um, well, I saw some reports that you shouldn't actually do the mouth to mouth thing because quite often you end up just blowing air into their stomach. Um, oh. And then that makes them vomit, and then they get stomach contents in their lungs, which is not helpful. Oh no! 
Yeah, I thought it was supposed to, it was like 99% staying alive pump, chest pumps. And you're supposed yeah. to do it, like, again, massive disclaimer, I've no idea what I'm talking about. Please don't tick off taking a health and safety course having listened to I'll it. put this out but, there um, with confidence. Don't shove a cigar up their ass. <laughs> well, where else are you going to put it while you're pausing to do CPR at the side of the road? You're not going to put it on the floor, are you? That's a handy holder. But, like, you know you're doing CPR strong enough if you break their ribs, I think. Yeah, which is grim. I, I yeah. Maybe I'm, just, just let them die. Nature's, yeah. nature's taken its course. Yeah, I'm, I'm with the it. people of the 1770s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, she's dead. I'll have her house. Goodbye. Right. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about um, how bioelectricity works. Okay. So... Do you remember what the definition of current is? Um, present, right now. Try again, try harder. A squashy sultana. Ooh, okay, how many can you do? <laughs> um, the... The course of a river. Um, what about, uh, your mum's sister, who's a bit of a vagabond? Her aunt. Yeah, it works. Okay. <laughs> Does it? Does it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! I've got tummy ache now. Actually, after that one. Current is flow, Ron. I'm just going to give you the answer now, and I can't make eye contact with you for a while. Flow of. Anything really? Air current. In the, in the electricity. Yeah, in electricity. What's it the flow of? Uh, electricity. You can just say if you don't know. <laughs> I do the, know. It's the electricity. This is the quiz part. This is just. It's the electricity. Yeah, but what is current the flow of? The electricity. No. Yes, <laughs> it is. It's the flow of charge. The, oh my god! Charge is electricity. No, electricity is multiple things. I was having a really good time, and now you've ruined it. <laughs> um, so it's the flow Go of back charge. To jumble frogs. That was um, really fun. It's the flow of charge, but not specifically electrons. So in all of the circuits that we've talked about before, um, we've been talking about electrons moving around wires, right? Yes. But you can have an electrical charge. Uh, sorry, um, uh, an electrical current of anything that's charged. Because it is just the flow of charge. Okay? Yep. Did that actually go in? or? Yeah, I don't want to do science today. We're doing jumble frogs. <laughs> yeah, but it's still a science podcast. And I've noticed you've not uh, taken a single Yeah, and note. I said I understood it. What do you want me to do in there the... There will be a quiz. Want in those oh, Ron, I'm so excited about the charge. I so understand it. <laughs> No, because you're not because you're not just saying yeah. You're going like, uh, yeah, okay. Um, and if you if it doesn't make sense, I'd rather you just went. No, I don't get it. Could you put it another way, please, or something? Yeah, like but that. I, when I do that, you look at me and go, but you do understand it. Just understand it. These are the <laughs> ideas. Just understand them. So I can't win either way, can I? Yes, Ron. A charge is happening. Brilliant. <laughs> Happy days. <laughs> 
what else can I say about it? <laughs> okay, wait, let's just move on. Um, <laughs> so the inside of cells is naturally negatively charged, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do this by pumping... Why? Not always. What, what, cells are different to atoms. Cells. Uh, I'm going to write that down again. That is now on nearly every page. Of this <laughs> yeah, cells are negatively charged. I don't think I knew that. Okay. No, cells there's a fact that I've just told you, and then you interrupted me explaining it. <laughs> Well, because I was confused and I was like, I thought they could be positive or negative and that's how they attracted each other. But I have just remembered that that is atoms and you said cells. Yeah. So the inside of cells, so like inside the membrane, that's naturally negatively charged. They do this by pumping out positive ions through the cell membrane via proteins called ion channels. Okay. In nerve cells, they have protein pumps that pump three sodium plus ions out of the cell. At the same time, pump two potassium plus ions into the cell. So while they are pumping positive ions in, because they're pumping three out and two in, there is a net positive charge outside the cell. Do you understand? What are you (laughs) bibbling about with your pencil? (laughs) I did drop my pencil. They're getting rid of um, positives and sucking in negatives. No, not what I said. (laughs) Sodium's going away, and then they got some negative protein. No, not what I said. (laughs) Well, listen. Uh, I think we both understand the gist of it. Three positive sodiums go out, two positive (laughs) potassiums come in, so there is a net movement of positives out. Okay? What do you mean? When's that happening? In nerve cells. All the time? Yes, well, when they're they're not firing. Every second? Yes. So is that why I have to eat potassium to get it into my... Into my nerves. Yeah, sometimes. I haven't had a banana for a long time. Shall I have a banana? Don't eat a banana right now. (laughs) Oh, actually, no. Ah, sorry. These bananas look a bit over. I might have to make banana bread with these. Well, that's very 2020, isn't it? Mm. Ooh. (laughs) Hello, Ron. (laughs) I'm doing a little bit where I give myself banana lips. Banana lips. This is quite horrifying. Um, <laughs> Does it look like my mouth? Hang on. Oh, oh, it's not bad actually, is it? Do you see how much better it was when we were talking about interesting stuff? And now we're back to science. <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? We're going to do a bit of science Perhaps and then we're we going to go back to interesting stuff, okay? Promise. Oh, but now it's just making me realise that every other episode until this time next year is going to be. We might. Can do we a do Christmas the science episode. of Father Christmas at Christmas? I've. I have science been, of elves. I have been. Science of mistletoe. I have been trying to. I've hung my bananas on my microphone now. I have been trying to work out what we could Look do. Look at for, me! I've got blonde hair. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
You know how in the last episode we were talking about how high blood pressure is bad for your arteries? <laughs> yeah, you need to eat some good stuff, mate. I'm going to be a fruit girl. Oh, I can't get the oranges to stay up. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, and I've dropped the orange as well. Sorry, Ron, please continue. So, the <laughs> difference in charge... <laughs> Outside and inside the nerve, leave, put that orange down. Is <laughs> called an action potential, which is a bit like potential difference that you have in circuits, okay? Yes, sir. Um, the. Yeah, you're a top arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Nerves also have ion channels for potassium and sodium individually. The potassium ones are always open, so they're sort of flowing in and out freely. The sodium ones are always closed, okay? So that's another way that they build up the positive charge outside of the nerve cells. Okay. Then what happens is when the synapse in the nerve is triggered... This gets the sodium channels at that end of the nerve to start opening, and then obviously the sodium atoms will, uh, the sodium ions will start flowing into the nerve. Now these sodium channels have voltage sensors in them, so when the voltage changes and the sodium ions come in, it triggers the sodium ion channels that are next to it to open as well, and then you get kind of like this Mexican wave of sodium channels opening. Um, which is how a nerve signal travels down a nerve. Oh, yeah. That's good. And then um, because that is based off voltage um, and not like a sort of an active process that an alive thing needs to do, that's why electricity can trigger that in dead things. Yeah. Do you prefer the name Simon or Simeon? Um, Simon, I guess, but that's probably because of familiarity, not necessarily quality of name. I think I prefer Simeon. Okay. I don't see many Simeons these days. Doesn't Simeon mean, like, monkey? Aren't Simeons, like, all monkeys and apes and stuff? Yeah, I think so. Do you want to just... Should we just stop? No. You, you're not teaching me anything. Well, yeah, because you're on your fucking phone. <laughs> yeah, I'm sending you a picture of this fruit person I've made. <laughs> He's called Simon. <laughs> we, we don't have to do this. We do? No, we could just you stop. Were do, you were doing the bit that wasn't about Frankenstein, so... I was letting the listeners listen without me interrupting. Is that not... You don't think that's interesting at all? Yeah, I made some wave. All right, we're just going to move on. Um, what, what, what you, I don't know what you want from me at these points, Ron. Because what can I do? Be like, ah, oh, it's just the sodium floats. Cool. I, I don't love sodium like you do. <laughs> You do love sodium. All right, sodium is a bad choice. I do love sodium. I don't love. I don't. I don't know how to get excited about sodium and potassium being not in a cell like you do. Like, 
I'm excited about a leg jittering and about making a jumble frog. I don't know how to express in an audio format my love for a Mexican wave of potassium. <laughs> look, right. Look, look right. The, the concept of this And podcast, also, I wasn't listening, if I'm yeah, totally honest. I know. I was you were making, making faces a fruit, out of these bananas. Quite a crude and bad fruit person <laughs> that you've decided... Well, I, did, I, I would have made it more complicated, but you wanted me to at least pretend to listen. Look, I think, like, yeah, let's not get sloppy, right? Because it's episode 20. The, the premise of this podcast is not for me to just rattle off information while you are present. Then make the information more interesting <laughs> so I can engage with it. But you're supposed to learn it either way. Like a little bit of inside baseball. Maybe we shouldn't be talking about this in front of the listeners. But sometimes it's kind of funny when you learn things that you don't find interesting because then you get frustrated about it. But if you just don't engage... I was engaged. I listened. There's a little flow hatch and some of the potassium goes back out, but the sodium one is shut, so they stay in and then everything's like, it's positive in the cell, negative outside. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Get the electricity. Go, jerky, jerky, frog leg. Boop, boop, boop. This is exactly what you get at will for in your other podcast when he just when he's not listening and then he just parrots stuff back to you <laughs> yeah well uh okay let's redo that bit then and i won't play with the fruit tell no, me again no it's over yep. it's for the listeners no. now not for you <laughs> we're going to move on now so mary shelley had learned all about that yeah, Halloween. we're moving on now. We're done. We're done with Frankenstein. Why? Because we're going on to the next bit. Of we the haven't even talked about Frankenstein. Yeah, we did. We talked about the scientific developments there. This is a science podcast. This isn't about books. Oh fucking hell! Is that all it was going to be? I thought this was like the intro to the bit where we talk about how to bring someone back from the dead. No, that's not possible. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, but we're going to talk about zombies now. We're not going back into science. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, right. I'm in. Um, So, zombies. Common Halloween trope. Like a zombie. Um, Often, not always, caused by... Zombie, zombie, zombie. Very good. (laughs) That's your Uh, favourite song. No, it's not. It used to be, wasn't it? You used to like singing that one on um, SingStar. Yeah, it's a good SingStar track. And I think we can all admit I crushed it. My <laughs> little voice breaking <laughs> 13-year-old self. Um, yeah, so zombies. Common Halloween trope, often caused by a disease in the things that mm. um, they are. So we're going to talk about some real-life zombies that you get in nature, okay? Amazing. Um, have you ever heard of cordyceps? No. Um, you might recognise them. These are the funguses that infect the brains of ants. Oh, yeah. No, I have seen this. Yeah. And then isn't there like a wasp that can give them this fungus or they eat a wasp or something and then a wasp goes mad too. And then they like all like their brains all mush up. 
Um, I don't know if there's a wasp involved in Cordyceps. I don't think so. I think it's just something that the ants stumble up. We will talk about wasps in a bit, though, actually. Um, Fun. I think they are just a fungus that they um, it, uh, it comes in. But what it, it actually changes the behavior of the ant. Because um, what it does is it gets the ant to climb up to the highest point that it can. Um, and then it bites down onto the branch that it's on and just waits to die. While the <laughs> fungus eats it from the inside out. Oh. And then um, Why the highest branch it can. Because then the cordyceps um, grows out of the um, out of the ant, and then it can release its spores. So what it's u- what it's done is it's used the ant to try uh, to get it into a place where it is easy for it to do that. Let me That's send. Mad. Let me send you some pictures of these on the WhatsApp web. Ooh, Sorry about my washing machine. I don't know if you can hear that. Yeah, I can a bit. But, um. uh, yeah, there's like a stick coming out the top of the ant's head and the ant is all desiccated. Yeah. So how does it get that? Does it eat something with the spore in or does the spore just airborne and it gets into the ant? I think it's just airborne and it gets into the ant. Um, oh, no. Do ants have ears? No, they have antenna. And Anna. But there's like 600 different types of cordyceps, and then they all um, look a bit different and do stuff like this. But yeah, um, we'll put these on the Instagram. Some cordyceps. Yeah, I think parts. they've been on a David Attenborough. Um, yeah, that would be before. where I've heard of it because I'm sure as hell not googling this. Yeah, um, yeah. So that is ants. Um, staying on the insect train for a bit, and moving on to the wasps thing. So, yeah, I vaguely have there's something ringing a bell in the back of my head about a wasp being a zombie. No, well, maybe um, not one of the examples. Or a wasp that I making someone a zombie. Yeah, so there's a type of wasp right that lays its eggs in a ladybug, um, and when oh. it does that, it then injects a virus into the ladybug, that then makes the ladybug really docile. The wasp oh. larvae then eats the ladybug from the inside. But purposefully, hell. without killing it. Oh. Yeah. How does a larvae already know which bit? Because then the wasp larvae sort of hatch out of the ladybug. And then, because of the virus that the wasp has put into the ladybug's head, the ladybug looks after the larvae and feeds it and stuff. No way. That's insane. That must be on the front cover of Ladybird magazines constantly. You know how, like, on Women's Weekly and stuff, they always have, like, I went to Malaga and I came home and there was a lump on my arm and then 800 spiders came out of it. Or, like, oh, I was... uh, Blah, blah, blah. Ladybirds must be telling these stories for £500 every other week. Yeah, well, here's the other thing, is that the ladybug, if, like, um, they don't get too much of them eaten... They can be just completely unaffected by this, and then when the wasp pisses off and leaves home and goes to uni or whatever, the ladybird can just sometimes just go on living a normal life, and then all of its ladybird mates are probably like, do you remember when you adopted that wasp? That was fucking weird. (laughs) Like me with my pigeons. Yeah. Oh, don't talk to Linda. She's got a little wasp son. He's joined the army now. Um, 
Yeah, um, we've Do got... they grow back the bit that got eaten? I guess it doesn't eat very much of them then, just a little hole out. Yeah, I assume they grow it back. Um, but yeah, they seem pretty <laughs> surgical with the bits of the ladybug that they can and can't eat. I don't know which one I'd rather be, like a, a ladybug stepmom or a ant antenna fungus spore graveyard. Probably the ladybird. I guess. You, you know, the, once the wasp's finished eating you, it's just a classic mother-wasp relationship. <laughs> yeah, but like childbirth as a human sounds bad enough, but imagine the baby has to eat its way out of you. <laughs> just like munching through your tummy button. And then when it comes out, it's like a kangaroo or something, and you're like, oh my God, that kangaroo did kick me the other day. <laughs> Fuck, well... Better raise it now. We are. <laughs> um, so um, there is a species um, called the horsehair worm. Um, their larvae they their larvae infect the brains of crickets um, and make crickets drown themselves <laughs> so that they end up in Aww. rivers. Um, does, then, the, does the horsehair thing get any benefit from that? I think that's where they're in. I think they just, it's just part of their life cycle. So I think they like lay their eggs on land, infect the thing, and then the cricket transports them back to the water. I might be Got, wrong. On yeah, that okay, okay. But all of the lots of these things are all just about um, uh, the life cycle of of the parasite or the virus or whatever. We'll, we'll talk about a really interesting one as the last one. Um, but before that, um, this one, I'm not sure how much it counts as a zombie, but I thought it was interesting and is in the, in the same vein. Um, so there, um, there's a species of small parasitic barnacles called saculinas, right? That, um, I'm on a saculina. That was gasolina, but saculina. I don't know that song. Um, uh, they... Let's play it for you. No, and put down those oranges. <laughs> um, they, so they infect a crab, right? And then they make the crab infertile, but the crab can lay the parasite's eggs. Wait, what? They infect the crab, so the crab can't have its own babies, but it, but it puts its own eggs into the bit where the crab's laying eggs from. Yeah. And then the crab, oh, obviously, just stupid, dumb, idiot, idiot, idiot crab, right? Crab doesn't know the difference, so then the crab will raise those eggs because it's just like, well, these are my eggs. They came out my my bum hole. Yeah, you would. Yeah. You would. <laughs> Man, that is some dodgy IVF clinic, isn't it? You'd <laughs> be fuming. Um, sorry, I paid £18,000 for this cycle, and... Um, I think this is a dog. Uh, it came out of your butthole, madam. So you will raise it. <laughs> um, right. Are you ready for the last case of zombies um, that I've got? For yeah. You? Can I just say, though, one of these ants that you sent me looks like a very delicious pudding. It looks like a sort of salted caramel ant with white chocolate spirals coming off it. I'll put it on the Instagram, but it looks effing yeah, it delicious. It does look a bit like it's made of Werther's Originals. Yeah, so have you ever heard of something called toxoplasma? Uh, do you know, I weirdly think I have. Is that a spore as well? So it's a parasite that lives in um, cat's intestines. 
Is this the one that why you can't um, clean out a litter tray when you're pregnant? Potentially, yeah. I think it is um, a fairly prevalent thing. But um, so it's a parasite that lives in the in cats' intestines, and then obviously gets pooped out by the cat every now and again. Hmm. The life cycle of this thing, or how it spreads from cat to cat, right, is that if a rat or a mouse comes across that cat poop, the toxoplasma will infect the the rat. Then it goes into the rat's brain, and it reverses the rat's natural instincts. And instead of being really scared of cat pheromones and the smell of cats and cat piss, these things will make the rat very horny. Um, for cats yeah well basically well, it doesn't know right like it's just like a um, a um, uh, what's the word aphrodisiac basically for the rat yeah. at that point so then it will obviously start seeking out cat piss and like the smell of cats <laughs> essentially um, like giving it a death wish because where there's cat piss there's cats so what it does is it yeah it infects the brain of the rats they then run to where all the cats are get eaten and then the toxoplasma can infect a new cat so that is a symbiotic relationship like the squirrel in your liver because the cat is getting food and the toxoplasma can live in the cat exactly yeah yeah all right yeah. Damn. Um, but yeah. It almost uh, sounds like a Minecraft hack, doesn't it? <laughs> Although, annoyingly, the other day, I was out and about with my cat, and a creeper still came, blew up me and the cat. I thought creepers were supposed to be care- scared of cats. I thought so too. I'm not 100% sure how you've managed to shoehorn Minecraft into <laughs> this. But, um... <laughs> I love Minecraft. Yeah. Um... But yeah, those are those are the real life zombies that I managed to dig up. Thank you, Ron. I absolutely loved the beginning and end of this episode. <laughs> I might edit out the middle bit, the science bit. But you know, but it was all like, science. You you know that like the the science bit. That's the podcast, right? Yeah, I just prefer the other bit. <laughs> Do you want to change the podcast? No, Ron, I love our podcast, but I think you have to just embrace who I am within our podcast. Yeah. I can't love potassium like you do. I just thought it would be um, nice for you to find out how nerves worked, but fine. We... And I knew! And that, that, right, and now you are being a sulky little witch. Classic Pearson behaviour here in that there is nothing more I could have given you in loving that Mexican wave little jerky nerve thing but I haven't liked it in the way you wanted me to like it and now you're sad that's not true you said you didn't listen (laughs) oh my god what else do you want me to know about it nothing we're moving on we're not going to talk about it again well what are you fucking pissy about then we're going to do a quiz. I don't even understand what you're mad about here. I understood it. I told you about it. I get it. Fun. Well done. And that's why even a thing that's not alive can move because it is electrical impulse going through a positively charged outside of a nerve and then a negatively charged inside of a nerve and it wakes up the little Mexican wave thing, which is how nerves get messages along. I fucking know it. So what are you mad about? 
It's just it wasn't just very jealous nice. because I've got fruit to play with. It just wasn't very nice of you. What did I do? I think when you listen back, when you're editing this, you're gonna you're gonna you you're probably you'll probably open up your WhatsApp web and you'll probably be like, Hi Ron, I'm sorry. I was, no, I won't. I'll was say that, Ron, out, you was are a, a whiny order, little actually. bitch. <laughs> was a bit what was I order. doing? No, I Here's, think you will listen I've, back I've and you will a... send me a message and go, sorry, Laura, I was oversensitive because I was tired and not in my normal house. And no, no, no. I just want you to know no. uh, I love how much effort you're putting in to learning. Maybe I will think about doing that because I am riddled with anxiety, but I'll open up my WhatsApp web and I'll see that you're already typing and I'll stop typing because you'll be messaging yeah, me. Yeah, you won't see me <laughs> typing though. And you, and because I will not apologise for how much I've listened today because I have listened like a fucking champion. And I I'm sorry gonna... if I needed a tiny break to look at a banana in the middle, but I wanted to. I am going to do the most ruthless Halloween quiz and I'm going to publicly humiliate you in front of our fans. Go for it because I've written everything down. <laughs> All right, Halloween quiz. Spooky questions. Spooky your answers. <laughs> How are you doing, Laura? I'm all right, Ron. How you, um, can you remember what we covered in the Halloween episode? Uh, like. Do you remember how much of a fucking nonce you were about some of it? I don't think you could call me a nonce about it. <laughs> Actually. Uh, no, and I must have been interested because my notes are an absolute shambles. Uh, I've written down tobacco butt, trepanning is awful, jumble frog, cells are different to <laughs> atoms. <laughs> and that's about it. We talked about ants and we talked about um, how much I disliked um, uh, Dracula. Uh, but I can't. I sort of remember the gist of the episode, but not the science of it. Yeah, so it's funny that in hindsight you think that a lack of notes is because you were so interested, <laughs> <laughs> when in fact it was very much the opposite. No, no, no. Because in the past, when I've made fewer notes, is because I've been invested and it's made sense. In the past, not the present. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well. Let's see how it goes. So, I hope there's a lot of questions about Jumble Frog. <laughs> um, I don't know how many um, marks there's going to be because one of the questions is just going to be qualitative out of 100 on... I get, okay, it's out of 100, so there's 105 marks on... on, on dis- 105? Yeah, because for one of them, I'm just going to ask you a question and then depending on how well you answer it, I'm going to give you a score out of 100, okay? Ugh, I hate the ones where I have to talk for a long time. I like it when there's just an answer. Yes, but that's not today. Uh, (laughs) What are the two scientific developments that inspired Frankenstein? Oh, drowning. They worked out about drowning. You didn't have to be drowned if you drowned. (laughs) What's that called? Uh, Respiration. No. Resuscitation. That's the drowning. Oh, look here, Mary. We've just worked out that if we put her in the pond for too long, she stops breathing. <laughs> we 
enough. But at some point, that was a scientific discovery. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. And the other one was um, twitching up a dead leg. You you could run electrical current through a muscle and the Mexican wave of nerves would make it happen as an impulse. So a dead thing would move. Yeah. Can you remember the name of that? Or, no. or the sort of the phenomenon that causes that. Uh, bioelectricity, but I'll give you that. Two marks. Two marks out of two. Okay. Okay. And as a special treat for you, I'm going to write down the word bioelectricity. Ooh. that's not how you spell it. And it's not in the syllabus, so it won't come up again. <laughs> this was the <laughs> Halloween episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, so I don't even need to learn this stuff. Yes. What were the two failed resuscitation techniques that we discussed? Did we? Yeah. Praying and staring very hard at the wet person. <laughs> Praying and staring. It feels like that's what medicine was pre. Like, no, I think this will ring a bell when I tell you. Um, uh, do you want another go? You can have one go. more guess. Um, stick a stick a something absorbent in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Soak it all up like like the tapeworm, but the other way for water. Um, no. So one of them was bloodletting. Oh yeah. And then the other one was a. That's how we got onto talking about trepanning. Yeah, and then the other one was a tobacco smoke enema. Oh, and I've written down tobacco butt. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Nah. Okay. I've made. No- See, when I've made notes, that's the bit I didn't get, isn't it? Yeah. Are you ready for the qualitative question? No. Um, for a hundred potential marks, how do nerves work? Hang on, let me think for a second so that I can say it all in the right order instead of just. I've noticed when I'm editing this, like my instinct then was to shout Mexican ways. <laughs> and although that is part of the answer, it's not the beginning of the answer, and I think you mark me down for that. Well, yeah, because it's. <laughs> <laughs> so it's unintelligible a, when you do give that. Give me a second to think before I speak, which is not something I've done before. No, it's not helping. If I don't talk, I'm not thinking about it. Um, I'm just, I was just looking out the window thinking about listening to Judith. Um, so, it's a Mexican wave <laughs> where a nerve gets a bit of electricity and it opens a valve at one end of the nerve and the electricity jumps into the next nerve and then the valve behind it closes and the next valve opens and the electricity carries on I don't know how you're going to divide the hundred marks (laughs) across those words I feel like because there's a hundred words there's a longer answer but I don't know what it is no, um, yeah, but like, like there's not a hundred marks to get. There's not a hundred things I want you to say. I'm just uh, this is the bit that uh, you just didn't listen or care about. So I'm just punishing you for that. It feels like you're punishing yourself because I largely don't care, whereas you were annoyed I wasn't listening the first time and now it feels like you're annoyed again that I don't know it now. No, I think I'm going to give you five marks for that. Five out of a hundred? Yeah. What the hell else could I have said? (laughs) You talked about valves letting electricity into nerves and then it's spreading from the next nerve. 
You didn't talk yeah. about sodium ions, potassium ions. You didn't talk about voltage gates or ion channels. I don't know about any of that stuff. Uh, yes, I know, because you weren't listening. <laughs> There's sodium in your nerves. Yes, we talked about it at length. <laughs> Four out of a hundred. You... Four? That's gone down? Yep. Oh, you are a little witch. Three out of a hundred. Happy Halloween to you, you sloth. Two out of a hundred. I don't even care. It's not even a real lesson. This is like the end of term when we're... We should be watching Mr Bean (laughs) before we go on holiday, not fucking learning. Who plans a quiz on the holiday episode? Me. Nonces. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start calling you Ronce. Ron the nonce. Ronce. Stop calling me a nonce. Um, you started I it. I did start it. I'm not mad about it. Um, uh, oh, I forgot to include how many marks there were for the last question, which is still to come. Um, that wasn't even the final question. No, I just didn't tell you about this last one. Um, okay. Describe to me, please, the life cycle of toxoplasma in rats. Short and sad. Oh, come on, you must remember this bit. This bit was cool. Okay, I'm thinking back. Did we talk about rats? Wait! Yes! Cordyceps! No, Toxoplasma. Um, Yeah, hang on. Hang on. It's waking back up again. Yes, now, the Toxoplasma is a... uh, It is a toxin and (laughs) bacteria it's a bacteria and it lives in the lives somewhere then it gets into a rat (laughs) Then, then it gets into a rat okay and the rat gets sexy for cats maybe it's in the piss of cats or the poop of cats and it gets in the rat, and then the rat has a big rat stiffy for a cat. And all it wants <laughs> to do is get near cat piss so that it can um, be feel sexy even more. But then obviously the cats like to eat the rats. We've all seen the Pied Piper of Hamlin. So the cats get a free meal, the toxoplasma gets back in the cat, and it's a symbiotic relationship where the rat is really getting the hard end of the deal. But he dies hard, which is how we can all hope to go out. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, so it lives in the in the gut of cats. Um, and then, yeah, from the poop gets into the rats. And then the rats, it gets back into the cats. Yeah. I'm going to give you a maximum three out of three for that. Brilliant. Okay, so you got seven out of 107. Oh. How do you feel about the quiz, Laura? I just think you were you were vicious about it because there wasn't a hundredness to say about. Yeah, it was qualitative. I was ranked. Yeah, but... If you'd given well, a perfect answer, you'd have gotten a hundred. Yeah, but I didn't know any of the facts. <laughs> yeah, because you weren't listening. You, no. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it really isn't it <laughs> oh yeah 
Yeah, it is. Well, Ron, it was an episode of two halves. <laughs> it was an episode of, um, it was a sandwich episode. Mm. Delicious bread, shit filling. Yeah, I don't. I think that is probably the episode with the highest highs and the lowest lows. Um, <laughs> a big difference there. Just as, as an update, in case you're wondering, neither of us apologised via the WhatsApp web uh, no. at all. <laughs> if you want to know how that's going, um, I thought about it when I when I re-listened. I thought about it, but then I was like, no, I've done nothing wrong. <laughs> well, I thought the same. Although, listening back to it again there, maybe I did. <laughs> but I can hear what was happening to me. It was that once I've lost track of what you're saying, it's just impossible to carry on. And then I get defensive because you get mad at me that I'm not listening. And I'm like, it's not that I'm not listening because I don't like you. It's just there's no point in me listening. I'm not hearing it. What frustrates me is that I listen to your other podcast, um, Big Up National Treasures, and you get at will for doing the exact yeah, but same thing. we're talking about understandable stuff there. <laughs> yeah, Orangerie's great <laughs> relatable content. Stop slagging off my other podcast. Leave me alone. Anyway, thanks for listening. Um, don't forget, uh, my book club is every Tuesday night at 9pm. Join me on YouTube where we are writing a book based on your votes. Uh, if you haven't heard any of it, there's four episodes, I think, up live. You can catch up on those. They're only 20 minutes each. And then join us uh, live or just continue catching up alone. You do you. Um, also, big announcement this week. I'm working on a new full-length stand-up show. It's the first full-length show I've done since 2019, my show Knee Jerk. Um, I'm very excited about it. Obviously, it's just at its little preview embryonic stage at the moment, but I will be taking it for its first test run at the Leicester Comedy Festival on the 24th, 25th and 26th of February. Three days in a row, I will be working it out, taking away the carcass and writing about it and redoing it and trying out a different version the next night. So please do come along if you're anywhere within the vicinity of Leicester book yourself up some tickets I've kept them as cheap as we can whilst not making it a money loss I think they're £8 so hopefully that's affordable Um, but please do come along and help me turn this show into the beginnings of something exciting Um, Ron have you got anything you want to promote? Um, No Okay, Ron wants you to come to my show as well. Uh, And look, we're back to chemistry next week. We will be back on the usual syllabus. Uh, But um, if you've enjoyed this little deviation off the syllabus, let us know. We're still working out the whole format of this podcast. You know, we're thinking of doing a Christmas episode. So if you liked this, then let us know. And we'll see about shoehorning more of them in. And hey, we think this is a great week to shout about your love of the podcast. This is a good one to share because people can listen to this and if they like it go back to the beginning and get get going get diving in so if you could do us that favor we'll love you forever and it's the cultural event of the year halloween so just everyone's going to be keen that's very true um shout out to ron for the spooky music for this week's episode well done <laughs> very proud of that. yeah and have a lovely week and we'll see you next week we love you bye Mwah. class dismissed <laughs>
No, that was a snort. I was reading your Wikipedia page. You know, political satire is your second genre on here. Yeah. Bloody hell, you 36. Crazy. Don't say it like that. <laughs> You're how old are you? 26? Yeah. You'll be 27 in like two weeks. Yeah. Cannonballing towards 30. Yeah, absolutely crushing it, though. (laughs) Yeah, sitting at home reading your sister's Wikipedia, right? (laughs) Cool, dude. Personal life. Lex married fellow comedian Tom Livingstone in Somerset in 2015. She has supported the Green Party. Full stop. That's it. (laughs) Maybe I'll add to that. At said wedding in Somerset, her podcast mate and brother, Ron, was found snogging behind a coconut shy. Legend. See? Crushing it. (laughs) Okay, are you ready now? Yes. Hello and welcome to another episode of Legs Education. (laughs) This is our worst yet. We can't use this because we were going to try and make this week's episode reasonable for new listeners. I'm trying. (laughs) You got it, you got it, I got it. No, you haven't got it. (laughs) Are you ready? You're you're not ready. Okay, cool.